Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. John 1, verse 6 to 9. And the second one is John 3, verse 30 to 33. And I read, There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. 8. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then John 3, 30 to 33. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an, in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. 32. He bears witness to what he has seen and heard, yet no one receives his testimony. Whoever receives his testimony sets his zeal to this, that God is true. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the voice will be hearing to preach for us be our own. Normally, he's not called pastor. They call him Pastor Ray. So we will hear from Pastor Ray. Good morning to all of us. And press on. Oh, I said press on. Victory. A witness to the true light. That is something I say, you are a witness. Or tell the person confidently, you are a witness. We are witness to the light. And that will be our reflection. I pray that God will speak to us clearly. Bring it to mind where we are. Knowing that people are watching us. Knowing that people are observing us. Knowing that people watch us publicly and quietly. Knowing that we are witness, and as witnesses, we are targets to the enemy, but also we are protected. We are covered by his love and covered by his grace. And like the song that our brother sang, he has shown us mercy. So we are witnesses that bear the message of God day by day. Amen. I want us to quickly look at the outline. Our anchor text has been John. It's John chapter 1, verse 4 to 9. It's 6 to 9, but I want us to go back from 4 towards 9. And then John chapter 3, verse 13 to 33. So that is the place from which we will bring in what God wants us to reflect on this morning as witness to the true light. And then we will also look at the knowledge of the witness we are. Too many times, either we know or either we are forgotten, or either we are taking it for granted, forgetting that we are witness to a light, the true light. And that word witness has legal implications. The word witness also has commercial implications. The word witness also has financial implications. So it means those in the legal setting have an understanding to the word witness then when it comes to the commercial area of business and dealings, the word witness is also critical. When it comes to the financial area also, 
People will not take that word for granted. And when it comes to divine, that word is critical. A witness to the light. And when we look at the light that we are to bear witness to, that this light is not just an ordinary light. This light is not the casual light. This light is not what others think it should be. But this light is the reality. The light we are to bear witness of is a person. And that person is real. Not only is he real, but when you have an encounter with this light, a relationship is established. And we will be looking at that kind of relationship that we have with the light. Then we will look at the fact that the light is redemptive. The light we are talking about is redemptive. And you cannot walk in this light and not be relevant. Relevant to your family, relevant to your generation, relevant to the society, relevant to the community, relevant to your family, and relevant to yourself. And the light is always unfolding. The light is not hidden. The light unfolds. The more you engage this light, the more he reveals himself to you, the more you have a closer walk with him. You will think that you know him, but the deeper and deeper you go with him, you realize that you are not finished knowing him. Because every area of this light is so sweet, but so unique and very, very challenging. An encounter with this light will change everything around you. It's my prayer that God will speak to us, that we will not just be ordinary witness working anyhow, but we'll be witnesses that bring results. And heaven will be proud. And the devil will bow in shame. And the name of Jesus will be glorified. Will you say amen? So let's look at John chapter 1 verse 4 to verse 9. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God. Whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. But the true light, which comes, gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Amen. I want us to Acknowledge what God has done in Calvary Baptist Church 55 years. Can we put our hands together and celebrate the goodness of God? 55 good years. Oh, I thought you made some more noise about the fact that 55 years. Calvary has been a witness for 55 years. Calvary has been a witness. Incidentally, God always places us at strategic places. And we have always been in places where, by the grace of God, we have been a light to the community. By the grace of God also, we have had a leader. There are several leaders that have come these 55 years. But to the glory of God, every one of them did their part. But we said to the glory of God that our current leader has also been a witness, not only in Calvary Baptist, but a witness in Ghana, a witness outside Ghana, a witness on the political train, and a witness all around in the Christian community and also in the society. What we want to say, thank God. Because Calvary is a witness, whether we like it or not. Wherever you go, when you mention I'm of Calvary Baptist Church, the first name they ask, are you, is that Reverend Degbe's church? And today, by the grace of God, all over from Nongwa, Adenta, wherever we go, 
Calvary Baptist Church, Adenta, Calvary Baptist Church in Nungwa, because we are a witness, and we thank God for that. And the grace of God has also brought us to December, and I don't know what God has in store, but may December end you well. May December end you well. May God open new doors for you in the month of December. And of course, appreciating my senior pastor for his leadership and for the fact that he gives us the opportunity to even share his podium with us. And to our other pastors and to all our deacons and to all leaders and members of Calvary, I want to say, God bless you. Beloved in the Lord, the global issues that we are encountering, the global issues and the increase of depression and the feeling of hopelessness in the midst of affluence must call us who are Christians to stand and be witnesses. Because the world thinks that having everything gives them fulfillment, gives them joy. But now the global issues that are happening all around us, the increase of hopelessness, the increase of depression, the fears in the heart of people is telling us that there's no hope. But we have hope. And we are givers of hope. And as we share this message today, may God make us witness that will bring hope to a dying world. A hope to people feeling hopeless. And again, I want to say this. I am on slide number eight. I also want to say this. If the individual Christian, I'm making a statement. If the individual Christian does not know and understand their calling as a, as a witness to the light, there's trouble. If the individual Christian who bears the mark of Jesus, who bears the light within, does not understand his or her calling as a true witness, not just a witness, but as a true witness of the light, then we are in trouble. Number two, if any godly family or home, for that matter, any Christian home, hides their light as a family, they disturb the world. Because the world is looking out for light. The world is looking out for an example. And today, quickly, I want us to look at the first point. The knowledge of the witness that we are. The knowledge of the witness that we are. Let's look at John chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. John 1, 6 to 8. John 1, 6 to 8. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. Now from this, we want to pick a few things about John the Baptist. Number one, he was chosen and called and sent out. And you and I also, we are called, we are chosen, and we are sent out. God chosen and sent out as witness. And so God has sent us out. We are not just people that are living anyhow, but we have been called. We are chosen. God himself chose us. God himself called us, and God sent us out. John was not the light. He was sent to bear witness to the light. In John chapter 1 verse 7, 7a, he came as a witness to testify concerning that light. The second thing we are looking at is that we are a first-hand witness. 
We are a first-hand witness. We are not second-hand, third-hand witness. We are first-hand. It means that we have had a relationship and we can say of a fact that we know this light and of this light we are witness. Number three, we are entrusted witness with a message. We are entrusted witness with a message. A message of hope. A message of inspiration. We are witness that have message in your business as a teacher, as a lawyer, as a doctor, as chief executive, as a professor. Wherever you are, you have a message. Even though in that profession you are a doctor, a teacher, a lawyer, but wherever you are, there's a message. Through your work, through your relationship, there's a message, a message of hope, a message of inspiration. Because too many people you meet, either many of them are about to give up, some of them have thought that God is not real, some of them are about to end their life, some of them think that there's no more any hope for them. But an encounter with you, a minute encounter, 30 minutes encounter, 15 minutes encounter with you should bring a change of that person's life. That that person can say, ah, I thought all hope was lost, but meeting you has given me hope. May the Lord make you a witness with a message. I say, may the Lord make you a witness with a message. We have been entrusted with a message, not just any ordinary message, but a message of hope, of inspiration, that Jesus is real. Number four, we are witness bearing light individually. Friends, the world think that if they have everything, they accumulate everything, they'll be happy. And so many people think that by the things they have, they will be happy and fulfilled. But many are walking in life, surrounded by things of life, having achieved great heights, having traveled all over the world, having done many things they think that they can do, but are still empty and longing for love. And you and I, the Bible says in Isaiah, arise and shine. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the whole earth, and take darkness the people. But the Lord will surely arise upon you, and nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Isaiah 16, 1-3. That light that it says, arise and shine, for your light has come. The understanding I have is that light is love and love is light. When love is shown, darkness goes. When love is shown in a home where there's an abuse, where people are taken for granted, if there is love, where people have been messed up, rejected, light will shine in the heart. A lot of people have said that they never knew how the love of God is until they met people who knew the Lord. And show them the love of God. And when they saw the love of God. Yesterday I was listening to a gentleman. Who said he came from a very beautiful home. But when, and they asked him. The interviewer asked him. What do you mean by a beautiful home? And he said in my home. Everybody is beautiful inside. But on the outside they are all broken. I come from a home where there are resources. I lost my father. And my mother married another man. And the man works very hard. But the man lives on crack, drugs, make money. 
but beats his mother every time. And every time he's beating the mother, he feels like going to defend the mother. And yet the man would beat them all. And he was so he intimidated them that they were growing in a home where they couldn't understand. And he gave up on God. And the thing that even worsened it was that his best friend was murdered before his own eyes. And he said, if there's this injustice and wickedness, why should I look unto God? And so he gave up on school, gave up on God, and went on living on drugs and was living in the ghetto. And he said, one day as he sat down, contemplating suicide, a man came and there was nothing special about him. But what was unique was the presence he carried, was the affection and the love he showed. And he said, as he sat by him, they began to talk. And he was telling the man about his frustrations, about how God is unfair and how he comes from a broken home and how their lives are broken and how nobody can ever put them together. And he said, as the man listened to him, all of a sudden, he said to him, I want you to meet a man. Even though everybody failed you and you think that there's no more hope and love, I am here to submit to you a man who loves you no matter who you are and no matter what you have done. And that man I want to introduce to you is Jesus. And he said, as soon as he said it, he put his arms around him. And for the first time, he had never had anybody hug him. And all of a sudden, there was a flood of love. And he said, all of a sudden, there was like a light. And the man led him to Jesus Christ. Today, he's leading many to Christ. And what he's doing is like he's picking people from the ghettos, broken lives, and he's mending them. He said one of the days he went out and saw a young girl. And the girl was crying. And he said, sir, I need help. He said, what is it? He said, I am the eldest of the family. I am 18 years old. I have other siblings I must fend for. And every day I need to go and make money. And the men are hating me. And they mess up. And, 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 and she's walking. And I said, as he was speaking to the lady, 18 year old, she was bleeding. Broken life. Shattered life. But the Lord says, arise and shine. For the light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. That we will go and be a light and shine unto people. That light is love. When we show love to people, a light comes into their darkness. May God make you a light. I say, may God make you a light. I say, may God make you a light to your home, to your children, to that child that feels that there's no more hope and love for them. Number five, we are not just lights that shine, but we are bright and burning witness. We are bright and burning witness. John 5, 35. He was a burning and a shining lamp. And you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. A burning light. And a bright light. When we talk about a burning light and a bright light, we are talking about the grace upon your life. We are talking about the warmth you carry. We are talking about what you exhibit. When you walk into a place and you walk out, you must leave a warmth, a grace, a love. I remember, and I keep sharing this personal experience. When I had, when my wife took seed with our firstborn and happened to be twins, having waited some number of years before we had that first issue, 
And we were excited and happy because we were expecting these children would come. And that, that fateful Saturday, I noticed that my wife was due. So we went. I wouldn't mention the hospital. But as we got there, I took my wife and she met a matron in a white white. And she picked the folder for my wife, flipped through the folder. And as I was standing, my wife was in pain. She was in labor pain. And sitting in a wheelchair, waiting for further instruction. Then the matron picked the file of my wife, looked through the file, looked through the history, and asked me a very interesting question. She said, ah, you are expecting twins. I was so excited. I said, yeah. Then she asked, what shows that these twins will live? Ah, senior metro on duty. And me, I was a novice because that was my first issue. And here I was, my wife in pain, and the nurse is asking me what shows that these twins will live. I almost accepted because I was born a triplet. But my father had first issues that were also triplets, girls. But they all died one after the other very early. In, and at birth, very early they died. So quickly the thought came out, ah, is she referring to those ones? But this is somebody who does not know me. Quickly then I had a check in my spirit that this message is not the good news. I left the file. I said, oh yeah, you there keep the file. Right before her. You know, I could have been angry. I could have made some noise. I could have shown, I, I could have reacted. But what do you do under pressure as a witness? People are watching you. Satan is watching. Heaven is watching. And people are watching. By the grace of God, I, I was composed. I said, you keep the fire for a moment. I began to pray. I wasn't praying loud, but I was declaring the word of God. I said, my wife will deliver. I said, my wife will not die. I was delivered. As I was going up and down for a moment, no, no, yeah, there was a man, a young couple that were also looking confused. And they were sitting down. So as I was going up and down, declaring the goodness of God and the word, then the gentleman walked to me and said, Sir, will you pray with me also? Because we have been told that my wife is in critical condition and she could die. Either the wife's delivering, and they are not even certain whether the child will come out well. And as I sit here, I am confused. But I was observing you. And as they told you, I heard what the metron said. But I was watching you. And therefore, can you also pray with me? I heard in his hand. And we prayed. And I said to him, your wife will deliver safely. To the glory of God. By the following morning. Oh, by the following morning. Sunday morning when I got to the hospital. My wife had delivered safely. And the, and, and the gentleman's wife had also delivered safely. We are burning lights. We are shining lights. And no darkness will overshadow us. The world is watching us to see whether we will be confused. We will not be confused because we have a light. And that light is our anchor. That light is our strength. And that light will keep us. Tell somebody you are burning light. Tell the person you carry warmth. Oh, are we here? Tell the person you are a burning light and you carry warmth. Wherever you go, may they see grace. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Church, the, the light we are talking about is a reality. <laughs> the light we are talking about is Jesus. It's Jesus. He's our guide. He's our star. He's our life. That's what David can say. The Lord is my shepherd. In other words, even though he's a shepherd, he's my light. As I know him and I walk with him, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. No shaking. No shaking. No frustration. Oh, I, I, with, a due, with a due respect, oh, I, I came to do it, but he didn't know. You see, some of us have worked with him. Huh? We've studied him. I've worked with my senior pastor. One of the things I've, I've, I've studied about him, with due apology, look, there can be pressure. There can be pressure. And all of us, sometimes when we gather, we are, we are sitting down, and you know, we are observing but the man will handle the pressure. The, all of a sudden, he will create humor. And all of a sudden, we will all laugh. Why? Because the Lord is his shepherd. You see, when you are anchored in Christ, eh, when you are anchored in the light, the confusions may come. The frustrations will come. But don't be shaking. You know why? Because Jesus does not worry. Jesus is not frustrated. Jesus is not under pressure. He is able to handle pressure. He said, do not worry, for your father knows that all these things, you need them. May God make you stand under pressure. I said, may God make you stand under pressure. May, no, look, may you not react. Some of us, as soon as there's a trouble pair, then we start reacting. No, when you have the light, when troubles come, don't react, respond. Let people know that everything is under control. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want our guide, our star, our, our everything. And look at what Psalm says, quickly before I wrap up, Psalm 36 verse 9. Psalm 36 verse 9. Can we all read that? Let's all read it as we project it. Can we all read it together? Let's go. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. John 8, 12. Let's read. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is the reality of life. Hallelujah. Number two, number two. When you have Jesus, a relationship begins. Jesus is the light. That light is so sweet. That light is a person. That light has a relationship. Jesus offers us a relationship. John 1, 11 to 12. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, he gave them the right to become the sons of God. Relationship. John 1, 30 to 34 is also there. Friends, the, the relationship we are talking about is a love relationship. One of the things God has been teaching me these few days is that, you know, sometimes you are struggling, you want to perform, you want to do this, you want to do that. I say, my son, my son, relax in me. Relax in me. It's not about performance. It's about relationship. And he says, the reason why I created you and saved you is to love you. Friends, God wants to love you. Stop impressing God. Let God lavish you with love. Let God love you. Don't try to say, I want to score all the mark. As you try to want to score all the mark, the harder you try. But if you can turn to him and say, my friend, am I all in all? 
you will enjoy relationship. It is also an engaging relationship. He engages us, and it is an exciting relationship. Too many times, many Christians look too serious. We look too serious. So the world look at us, and they are wondering if Christianity is like this. How do we come? The other day when we had the drama, uh, the boy drama, somebody came and he had a one-year ring. Then somebody looked at him in the congregation and then all the pastors were in trouble. Why do we allow people to come on the stage and wear a year ring? This place is the holy ground. And, uh, relax, relax, relax. You know, sometimes we make the whole thing look like. So the unbelievers look at us and say, if we are very judgmental of them, why would they come here? So some of them, they leave us, but as soon as they go to the drinking spot, Chale, oba, oba. And then before you know, tashi, tashi, tashi. He doesn't know anybody. Oh, can I buy one for you? Take one beer. They buy. And then they began to engage. And before you know, he's found friends. It is only in the house of God we are too quick to judge. Friends, let us make Christianity exciting. Let's make people know that coming to Jesus is not a prison imprisonment. To know Jesus is freedom. And to serve him is relationship. Tell somebody relationship. Number three, Jesus is redemptive. Jesus is redemptive. John 1, 29. The next day, as he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the lamp of God who takes away the sin of the world. John 1, 36. I can look at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold the lamp of God. Jesus is the lamp of God. Jesus is the lamb that was sacrificed. Sacrifice for your past sins. Sacrifice for your present sin. And sacrifice for the future. If you are here this morning and you think that you are too dirty, too messed up for anything of God to love you, I have a good news that Jesus is the lamb. And he was sacrificed for you. He is strong, but we are weak and broken. He's unchanging, but we change with time. Friends, everything around us is changing. These days when I wake up, my body tells me that I'm growing. <laughs> my body gives me signal because things are changing. Things around us are changing. But amazingly, amazingly, he who is unchanging, by the time we come to stand behind this podium, he gives us another energy. He gives us another strength. That is why we can move on and do what we do, not because of any other, but Jesus is unchanging. Everything will change. Situations will change, but Jesus is unchanging. May he enter your situation and may he bring a change in your life. But he's also the lamb and he's been sacrificed once and for all. Never again, never again. But he's the light of relevance. He's the light of relevance. Look at John the Baptist. Look at the way the man affected his generation so much that they came to him. I'm sure they observed him. I'm sure they looked at him. I'm sure they, 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 they watched the way he was. And he was so relevant that they asked him, who are you? Who are you? Because if you look at your ways of doing things and we compare, there's something different about you. Who are you? And then they asked, are you a prophet? Are you Elijah? Are you this and that? He said, no, none of them. And they said, who are you? 
He said, I am a voice in the wilderness. May the Lord make you a voice. I say, may the Lord make you a voice. Satan cannot silence you. Demons cannot silence you. Even if there's no food on your table, still tell somebody Jesus is love. Because we must carry relevance. Friends, we are jars of clay. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 to 10. He says, let me read it. He said, but we have a treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Verse 10. Always carry in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested. Beloved, we are jars of clay. As you see me, don't be too quick to conclude because God is still working on me. But what God wants to do is that there's a light. If this is the jar and the content is the light, people only see the outside. They don't see the light inside, but they know that there's a light in you. And they are wondering, how is the light not shining? There's, you know, Satan will always want to do something. Let me demonstrate. If you are the jar and you have light, and you are supposed to shine, but all around you is the clay, and the light is Christ in you, Satan will do everything to cover this, so that nobody will really see that you are light. So some of us in our offices, in our homes, in our community, we have become a covered light. People see us, but our light is not showing, and so they have no impression about who Jesus is, so that they can be attracted. But he says this morning, that I will make you relevant. As I break the yoke, as I break the flesh, as I deal with the flesh, gradually I will let the light come out. And how do I break the flesh? By prayer, by the study of God. By prayer, by the study of God. And not only the study of God, but also by excellence. I just don't do anything anyhow. Whatever is entrusted to me, I must have the mindset of excellence, creativity, and I must know that the world is watching me. I will not just do anything anyhow. I bear a witness of Christ. 33 years. No house. No classmate. No lorry. No houses. No car. No qualification. 33 years of life. Three years of ministry. The most hated in life. The most hated. Kids hated him. People hated him. His own friends disappointed him. His friends betrayed him. He was all alone. 33 years. Very young. But today, every song, every story, everything is about Jesus. Because he has made relevance. He has touched many lives. What are you living for? I'm not asking about your qualification. I am not asking about the money in your account. Because all those things, yes, they are good. But how relevant are you? Can I leave this with you? Anytime you enter any room, tell yourself, I will not leave this room empty. I will touch a life. That is what we call relevance. That is what we call success. May God make you relevant in your school, in your community, in your home. Hallelujah. And the last thing I leave with you is that Jesus is a revelation. He's the revelation. John, when they asked him, he said, if you read the scripture, he said, I myself, I don't know him, but I'm testifying about him. John, in other words, did not really have enough knowledge about the light. But the Bible said, after some time, he saw Jesus coming. And then the Bible said, and the heavens were opened. 
And then he saw the dove and he heard a voice. This is my beloved son in whom I am pleased. And then John said, oh, oh, oh. So the person I am testifying about, I only have a shadow knowledge about him. But the more I engage him, the more I come close to him, the more I see him, I see a revelation of him. That he's not just an ordinary person, but he's the lamp. And not just a lamp, but I cannot even tie the lace of his shoes. I must decrease that he will increase. Friends, when we meet Jesus, the more we know him, he will change our way of worship. So that when we come on Sundays, our worship will not be in the flesh. Our worship will not be depending upon instruments. But our worship will be because we are seeing him with our eyes. We know him. And he has revealed himself to us. Not only that, but as we, as we engage this light, who is revealing himself every day of our life to us, what will happen is that we will share in his inheritance. And finally, we will share in that internal light. I don't know about you, but here there's doom so. Every time there's doom so. And I was speaking with a brother quite recently, and he said, even he traveled to a country we all know, but even in that country, there is doom so. But today, Jesus is the light. And his light is an internal light. Can we all read this scripture as a wrap-up? Can we all read Revelation 21, 23? And I want you to read it carefully, knowing that there's a light that is a permanent light. And when it comes into your heart, every chapter will close, but this light is forever. Can we all read it together? Let's go. Revelation 21, 23 to 25. Let's go. And the city had no need of sun or moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives light. And its lamp is the lamp. By its light will the nations walk. And the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. And its gates will never be shut by day. And there will be no night there. Let's read Revelation 22, 5. And night will be no more. There will be no need of lamp or sun. For the Lord God will bear their light. And they will reign with him forever and ever. May I see you in heaven. May you be a true witness on earth. Shall we stand on your feet? Stand on your feet. Hold somebody's hand. And tell the person together we will shine. Let's pray. Open your mouth and pray. Pray that we will not hide the light. Pray that we will not dis destroy, destroy the name of Jesus. Pray that as witness, we will not be silent. When we are silent, we give the devil a chance. And the devil messes up. But today, whatever it is, pray and say, God, let me shine. Let me be the bright light. Let me be the bright light in my community. Jesus, the light within me, let me shine. Wherever I go, may I be relevant in the name of Jesus. And as you are here this morning, you can leave those hands now. Can you just take your seat and close your eyes, sit down quietly. Can you just close your eyes, bow down your heads and close your eyes. Let's reflect on what was shared with us this morning. Just reflect on the word. And as you do, you ask yourself some few questions. 
Are you a light? Are you a witness to the light? Do you reflect the light? Do you impact those who come around you? Is your life shining for others to see? To make a decision to accept him as their savior? Critical question for all of us to reflect on. And if you listen to the man of God carefully, you will realize that you can never be a witness to the light without first of all encountering the light. The first step of you becoming a witness to the light is first of all to encounter the life. To accept Jesus, the true light, as your Lord and personal Savior. We thank you, Father, that we've encountered you. Father, what we ask for and desire is the grace that we can be the true witnesses wherever we find ourselves. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.